0: there. You're listening to the Align Creative Living Podcast, an empowering place for women to find inspirational topics from intuition and creativity to real-life triumphs and struggles. We're talking all things soul-aligned living here. Nothing is off-limits. Welcome home, sister. I'm your host, Renee Shear. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to today's episode. Today is part two of the Awakened Woman series, and I am featuring special guest Cassandra Wilder. Cassandra is a naturopathic doctor and leading expert in women's cyclical health. So I'm super excited to interview her and have some conversation about this awakened woman idea. And you're gonna hear us talking all about um, what it means to be embodied and how to listen to our intuition. And you're gonna hear personal stories from both of us and how we have taken time to really embody who we are and what it takes for every woman to, to continue the path of waking into her authentic being, into who she is, into who she wants to be. And we're also talking a little bit about receiving and breaking that, that martyr syndrome that so many of us women carry about how we need to do everything for others and how it's selfish to to care for ourselves and to actually receive gratefully receive and openly receive so i'm really super excited to release this episode i hope you all find some enjoyment from it and if you enjoy this episode please feel free to leave us a five-star review on itunes so that other women like you can find us out there enjoy the show. So welcome, Cassandra. I'm so happy to hear have you here.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I am super excited about our conversation today. Um, I've been obsessed lately with this whole idea of the awakened woman and what it means and helping other women to really kind of step into that that energy, the energy of that. And even if they're already feeling like they're there, maybe even leveling up a little bit. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think I had told you in a previous conversation that we had had that it wasn't really a term that I had ever heard before. And then one day I had this download where I was like the awakened woman, the awakened woman. Mm. I'm like, yes, yes. It's exactly what this is. It's exactly what I've been doing. I've been waking up all these years. I've been, being more embodied in the feminine, and I've been working with women to help them be more in the feminine, and and it's all about waking up, so, but I think there's some, you know, I think that not everyone would really understand what that means, so I just want us to start talking a little bit about, like, what that looks like, like, for you in, in, in your life, because I feel like, um, as one of my sisters, I feel like you are so awake, and you've done so much growth work on yourself. And I feel like you are just sort of the essence of what that means to be an awakened woman. So let's just start by that. Maybe just sort of talk a little bit about what that looks like for you, like what that means to you.
1: Mm. Wow. Well, that was (laughs) so kind. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Uh, I really appreciate that. To me, being an awakened woman is living connected to self, loving every layer of yourself and moving through life with that sense of embodiment. And that's not innate for most of us. That's, I think, I think awakening is a, p- a perfect word for this because it's a process of awakening to ourselves. It's, it's not something that most of us naturally exude, you know, when you're in your twenties or something, it's something that you step into so when I think of an awakened woman, I do think of that woman that is embodied, that carries a presence, the kind of woman that when she walks into a room, you're like, whoa, who's that? I, I want to talk to her. That She has a magnetism to her. Yeah.
0: Magnetism. That is a word that has not come up for me. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It is. It is like a magnetism. And I can so relate to what you said, because I've been in places like that before, where I've come across a woman in the room, like you said, and almost like, like, ooh, Ooh, I want to be their friend. Ooh, who is she? <laughs> I love her energy. I love how embodied she is. I love how present she is. And I think that's another part of it too. Um, not just embodied, but also present.
1: Mm.
0: Being present in, in who you are and being comfortable in who you are, loving who you are. Mm. And it does, you know, I agree with what you said. It's not something that's innate. It's a process. It's something that you it's sort of learned and Mm. goes to that, speaks to that unlearning that we have to go through in our lives, especially when we're on a spiritual journey. Right. Mm. And, um, so yeah, so what, what would you say was your moment of, if you had one, would you say you ever had a moment of like, where you felt like you were stepping into this woman, stepping into this awakened woman?
1: There's so many little moments that come to mind but I think the most significant even though at the time I would not have ever felt awakened it was the first step in me reclaiming something within me um, and that was when I was 19 when I was in an abusive relationship um, and I'd just gone through the court system and everything was so heavy and I felt so broken and I was so kind of manipulated to believe that I was the problem and that I had done all of this and I was the problem here um But I remember having this really distinct evening where I was reflecting on what the last few years of my life had been like, and I felt so miserable and felt so like, poor me, why does this always happen? Why do I always attract these horrible men? And poor me, why do I have this job that I hate? And I was so locked into that victimhood. But what was really significant about that night was for the first time in my life, I took some ownership. For the first time, I looked at the patterns that I had in my life and had to have that really, really hard inner dialogue with myself that said, Cassandra, if you keep attracting this, if you keep living this pattern, you can say you hate it all day. You can say that you don't, you don't want this, that you didn't choose it. And yet here you are again. So it was the, a moment of awakening and starting to take that ownership and starting to realize that I had to change. I couldn't keep blaming the outer world for all of my, my struggles and suffering. And from that that's when everything started to change for me. When I really sought out on that journey of healing that pattern and figuring out what it is I even wanted in this life. But like I said, in that moment, I definitely was not like, I feel so empowered. I'm gonna make this big change. I was like, I feel broken and horrible, but those really, really challenging moments are sometimes that that most powerful moment of awakening.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I can relate to that completely. Because I think that um, that moment, and it's, it saddens me sometimes because sometimes I feel like it's those moments when we realize that we almost feel like there's something wrong with us, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we're doing something wrong. And when I look back at even my journey and where I got to that point, kind of like where you did, where it was like, I have this pattern and I need to break this pattern, That was probably when I first started to wake up. But like you said, I didn't know I was waking up. It was just sort of something that I was starting to dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's important that anyone who's listening to this, if, if they're in a position where they're sort of feeling like they're in a pattern like that, like where you had been or I had been, that they understand that they're not necessarily broken. There's nothing wrong with them. You know, maybe we've made bad choices in our life, and we can claim that, and we can say, you know, I've made some bad choices. God knows I have made plenty of those. All of us,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and I have the choice now where I can shift this if I want to, because I'm kind of tired of being this way, or living this way, or attracting these kind of people in my life, or in all of those those things. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, what do you think about that? I I just feel like it's so important for women to know that, you know, I don't, I don't like the word broken. I think it gets used a lot. And I, I think this is where maybe we should start this new paradigm where instead of saying we're broken, we're woken.
1: (laughs) That was good. I like that. I just came up with that just now. (laughs) That was good. You better trademark that. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. We, It's such a common wound of the feminine, isn't it? To feel like we're broken or unlovable or something about us is just unfixable. And instead it's... It's more of that awakening journey that at every point in this journey, we're going to have these, these highs and these lows and these ups and these downs and the moments that break you know almost break us and the moments that really nourish us. And I think allowing that to be part of the journey is so key while also remembering that no matter what happens to us and no matter what we do, we are always whole and we are always worthy. But none of us really learned that as a child, right? We didn't have that instilled in us of like, you are worthy no matter what. And you could never do wrong. You are always worthy and worthy of love. So, yeah, we are never broken. We're always worthy. We're always whole. But those those moments where we are kind of chipped away at are so challenging in the moment, but also so significant in the spiritual journey.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. We are whole. And like you said, there's chips and I, I was going to say cracks, there's mm-hmm. maybe little chips and little cracks, yeah. you know, um, kind of like cracks in the cement or, or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's, we're still whole. It's still pieces of us. Even if we feel like we're in pieces, we're still whole
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we have the ability and the power within us to, to mend those little cracks, to fill in those cracks, to heal those cracks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the awakening spiritual journey. God, I love that.
1: Yeah, and it makes me think of that quote, uh, something like love the cracks because that's where the light comes in.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like that there's that um is it Japanese? There's there's an Asian yeah. thing where something breaks and then they They glue it back together with like gold or do you know what I'm
1: talking about? So they make it more beautiful. They make
0: it even more beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Whatever that's called. Yes, that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So I want to talk more about you. (laughs) Because I, I do. I do believe you are such an incredible role model for embodiment. Um, from what I've seen in your journey and what I know of your journey, you know, um, you had gone on this path, um, like you said, from where you started to going to school to be a naturopath. And then you started this beautiful business, um, the goddess ceremony for helping women be embodied and heal and be part of sisterhood and be part of community. And I've watched you sort of evolve into these into this beautiful um, way of way of who you are into your own authenticity into your own waking up as you were building th- this beautiful business of yours so i guess i'm i'm wondering in in business i know there's a lot of a lot of entrepreneur women out there who listen to these podcasts and you know i think as entrepreneurs ourselves it can be difficult sometimes to to remember because we're we're so led by our our minds and our ego Because our world is so saturated with all of the masculine energy and, and you and I are part of the paradigm shift, trying to break that pattern, you know, Mm -hmm. so just wanting to, to maybe talk to you a little bit about how you sort of, you know, work this into your business, how you've sort of grown into, and maybe things that have helped you to really level up and expand um to where you are today with this beautiful work that you're doing.
1: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much I could say here. I think one of the, the biggest things that I think all entrepreneurs need to hear is sometimes you have to leap before you're ready or you have to leap before the net appears. Meaning had I waited until like right now where I feel quote confident and really grounded in what I do and like ready then nothing would have ever been created over the last, you know, years. So if you feel like you're unsure of of creating in the world or you're scared to start a business or you're scared to share your offerings because you're waiting for some mystical day when you're going to be ready, you're never going to be ready. You get ready by doing and you do it through the messy stuff. So there have been so many mistakes I've made in my business, so many gaps in how I was thinking, but that's part of the journey. So as they say, leap in the net will appear. Yeah, um, And then in business, business is such a powerful kind of measure of our own inner healing and growth too. So I can look back to certain parts of my journey. Like I remember way back in the day leading women's circles, I had a belief that it was bad to charge money for them. And so I did so much support and circles and you know workshops and things. And I had the true money, money belief that charging for that was bad. So I never did. Um, And that was part of my journey, but the more I healed my own inner wounds around money and receiving, and is it bad to charge people for things? And, you know, the more that evolved to where now I feel really clear in my prices, for example, and people are more than willing to pay them because there's no, there's no fear on my side of it. And there's no inadequacy that I'm radiating when I tell them this is the price. And would you like to get started? So when we do our own inner healing that reflects in our business. So if you are curious where you're at in your own healing journey or in your healing of your subconscious and your old beliefs, just look at your business because that's a really great gauge for where you're at. So if you're still struggling with receiving, if you're struggling to invest, if you're struggling to level up or try a new system or do something different, maybe see where that traces back internally. Is that still coming back to a lack of worth or fear or inadequacy or what is my family going to think or all these attachments we create? So for me, a lot of it was healing those old wounds as they were coming up in my business to be like, oh, that's still unhealed. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, uh, and trusting the journey. Like you, I think there's a misconception that you can get started and in six weeks, you know, make 100K a month. And that's such a, (laughs) such an interesting belief, you know, but, and that's what people sell Um, instead, allowing yourself to stay authentic to what you want to offer and what you believe in and letting that evolve and grow with you, I think is the path to a sustainable business and um, something that does feel embodied and true to you.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I love how you mentioned receiving, because I feel like that is such an important part of life, our paths in general, regardless of whether you're in business or not Mm -hmm. receiving. When I think of an awakened woman, she knows how to receive. Mm -hmm. She's open to the divine reception of, of love of abundance of Mm -hmm. of everything. And she's confident in her knowing that she can receive and be received. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm so glad that you that you brought that up because receiving I think is one thing that so many women struggle with. I know I struggled with it for a long time. I mean even simple things like someone telling me that oh you look really pretty today or mm-hmm. you know oh you're you're really creative or oh you're such a good artist like things that I knew I was but like I couldn't receive them. Like it it was almost like, oh, thanks.
1: (laughs) Right. Or we we did it back to them. Like, oh, "Oh, I love
0: yours. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like, well, or I would make an excuse like, well, you know, it's, 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 if someone like compliments my art, for example, I'll be like, oh, it's a work in progress. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. done yet. Like I have to defend Hmm. myself instead of just receiving it and saying, thank you so much. I, I receive that. And I take that in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why is it so difficult for women to do this?
1: I think it comes back to this very old school view of women as the martyr, as the selfless nurturing, you know, like angelic kind of presence of a woman who gives and gives and gives and never ever thinks of herself. Cause that is selfish. And, um, a lot of us are still battling with that programming that's so ingrained in our subconscious. And so we do have this fear of receiving because if we receive, then we're selfish. And I think for most women, that's the worst thing we could be called that really wounds us.
0: Yeah, selfish. And I know that I talk about this a lot in my podcast and, and other things that I do about how it's not selfish to, to take care of yourself and to to um, really honor your own needs and and things like that. Um, But I never really connected, like you said, the selfish being related to receiving. Mm -hmm. I've always related selfish to being um, part of like, you know, like I said, taking care of yourself or Mm -hmm. doing things that you want to do and feeling good for you. But I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's not selfish to receive.
1: Yeah. It's just balance to give and receive. Yeah. Yeah
0: and we are divine beings. We're, 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 you know, we're all divine beings and we're here to, to give and receive that energetic flow, that
1: creative flow of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's powerful too. I bet everyone listening and you and I, we know what it feels like to refuse to receive and to only give. And whether that takes a year or 30 years, at some point that will really burn you out, deplete you, and probably leave you feeling um pretty yeah like dry and without life force and so depending on how long we let that be the the belief we let govern our lives it can be pretty catastrophic in the long term and at some point we will find that if we continue to try and be the martyr. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think all of us women these days are, you know, women are really starting to step up these days and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, The more and more that I, I see, I see this, it just fills me with so much joy to see that how more women are stepping into their power. And, and I love being able to you know, even do just a simple podcast like this to just encourage women to really step up and rise up into that being, that beautiful feminine being that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk more about embodiment because, you know, I know we touched on this a little bit in the beginning because embodiment is, I guess it's like, I don't know how you, would, how you would define it because I think, you know, everyone defines things in their own way. So when I think you and I are very similar in how we look at embodiment, but um, I actually learned from you a few years ago um, how to start embodying more of my feminine, of my feminine way of being. That was when I started my journey of <clears throat> just honoring more of the feminine in general, because I was so in my masculine energy that I didn't really know how to process or what that looked like, mm-hmm. but I knew that I wanted it because I would see it. I would see it in you. I would see it in other women. It's like, I want to feel that way. I want to, I want to be like that. I want to be me, but I, I want to have that sort of aura of whatever it is that they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Right. So like, let's talk about that embodiment. I think, how would you sort of If you were to explain it to someone who doesn't really know what that means, how would you sort of explain like what that means and how it relates to waking up and and being Mm
1: -hmm. awake? What comes to mind when you say that to me, when I see someone that I would say quote is embodied, I feel like they live from their pelvis. They live from their body. And so that's what gives them that, that appearance of being very centered and very present Mm -hmm because they're not stuck in the, the linear, they're not stuck up in their heads, they're not worrying about things, they're not getting stuck thinking about the past, they're in the moment, they're living in their body and they're living from that pelvic bowl, from their pelvis, their womb, their you know, cervix, from all these, these parts of our anatomy that of course I'm so passionate about that also connect us to who we are. So most of the time when people you know are feeling disconnected or, or feel like the opposite of embodied, they usually also present with a lot of imbalances in the reproductive system. And that's part of the body trying to give awareness back to itself to say, hey, there's something going on here. Maybe if I change how your pap smear goes, you'll pay attention. Maybe if I increase the length of your period, you'll pay attention. So when you live embodied, you feel connected to the ebbs and flows within. You feel centered in your being. You feel like you are able to have a sense of of groundedness and uh, what would even be the word there just peace people that are embodied tend to radiate a lot of peace because they're here in this moment they're accepting what is and they're allowing themselves to be guided towards the next step and that's so different to you know if you walked into a really crowded room you'd probably feel like a lot of people are not living from that place but so desperately yearn to be there
0: yeah like I was for sure, absolutely yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So speaking of because you know I, you talked about um, the feminine reproductive system, which is which is really awesome because that's your jam, obviously, <laughs> Miss Menstruation Queen. <laughs> um, when did your what was it or how did you start to get into that place of of embodiment? that sort of led you down that path of your expertise, right? You know, you have this expertise now of, of being embodied and and the feminine reproductive system, being a naturopath and all of these things, and you specialize in that, but what got you there? What, what sort of things did you do? How did you sort of come to the realization that this was really important? Mm -hmm.
1: That's a beautiful question. Well, when I think back to say like my adolescence with my cycle, I remember a lot of numbness. I remember feeling so disconnected. I had no intuition. I've made jokes that like, you know, a weird guy asked me out on the side of the road. I'd be like, sure, he's probably a nice guy, right? Like never (laughs) listening to your body, always, you know, kind of neglecting to listen and doing things that any normal person would be like, that just doesn't feel right. (laughs) Um, Uh So yeah, that sense of numbness was really visceral for me. Um, But fortunately, my cycle started to change a lot. And I started to have a lot of hormonal imbalances that arose. And I feel like that was such a gift and a blessing in disguise, because that was my body saying you need to look at this, there's something really disconnected within and you're not paying attention on more of an emotional level. So maybe if we change things physically for you, you will hear us. Um, so while I was in naturopathic school specifically, my hormones started to go awry. And uh, funny enough, it was while I was in a relationship that was definitely nearing the end of its time. There was a lot of challenge there. And I think that was my body, again, speaking to me saying, you're going to get sick if you continue to live against what you know to be true. You know that this relationship has lived its timeline and it's time to go. You know that you're not meant to live here long term. You know that your schooling is about to end. Like, What more do you want us to do? to give you the lesson, as they say, you get feathers before bricks. brick. So apparently I needed to wait for like the giant cinder block to fall on me <laughs> to get the point. Hopefully other people are quicker learners than me. Um, so my cycle was really pivotal in helping me come back to myself. And the more then I started to address it on a physical and emotional level, the more I felt that connection to self. And the more I felt empowered enough to gracefully exit that relationship to, you know set out on the road and, and just have that openness of I'll be guided to where I'm meant to live um, and not be so locked into the fear and scarcity and victimhood that had been so prevalent for most of my life so our cycles are such great teachers and they do teach us that art of receiving and letting go and they teach us moments of rest and moments of doing and creating I mean obviously I specialize in it so I'm biased and how like obsessed I am with it but wow <laughs> I can't think of a more powerful system within that governs our everyday experience and is always guiding us to the next step.
0: Yeah, I I love that. And, you know, it's, you said it was when you were in in school, when you started to realize that, that you needed to pay attention to that cinder block. (laughs) But, you know, a lot of us, when we're raised, you know, like I know for me, and I think I'm not sure about you. I don't remember. But like, for me, I mean, I was never taught anything about my body. Mm -hmm. I was never taught, you know, like what to pay attention to, or, or how to anything, you know, like, I learned everything on my own. And so for the, you know, probably 75% of my life as a, as a woman, um, going through a, a period phase, I just was, you know, it was just a loathing, hateful, disembodied experience. And I think, I know you can relate, you see this all the time in the work that you do. Um, so, but how how did you, because before you were in naturopathy school, I don't know if I said that right. You did. <laughs> how do you, How did you have any sort of support from women in your life about these things? Or was it just that, your intuitive knowing that cinder block was like, listen to me, I got to do this.
1: Unfortunately, I didn't have many people in my life and I definitely did not learn anything about my body. I like a lot of people lived in a numbing culture. Like you have a headache, you take a pill, right? You don't stop and think like, why do I have a headache? Did I drink water today? (laughs) Like, no, you just take an Advil or if you have period pain, you just take a Mydol. It's it's sad, right? When you think back, like, wow, I've never listened Um, But right as I was starting naturopathic school, or I guess right before I had the opportunity to go to my first women's circle in Guatemala and got to spend a lot of time um, in those circles there. So that was the beginning of more of the emotional healing for me. Mm. Um, You know, and the woman that guided that circle specifically, fortunately, I'm still connected with on Facebook and recently got to just affirm to her, like, "You'll, you'll never know what you did for me. You absolutely changed my life. So. I'm coming to Cyprus to see you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was the support system I had. But while I was in school, it was a pretty solo journey. And unfortunately, that's the thing for a lot of us. We, I'd like to think we're like the... um, We're like the first people, right? We have to do all the hard work. We have to do the solo work. We have to pave new roads. And hopefully that's so that the people that come after us have people like us that can guide them and love them and support them so they don't have to (laughs) figure it out the hard way.
0: Oh my gosh. So much yes to that. (laughs) That's why we do what we do because we don't want women to have to suffer the way we did and go through all of those. Not that they're not going to have challenges and struggles, but at least have someone to support who can relate to what it is that, that they're going through. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Embodiment, I mean, it's, it's such an important part of, of this way of being and, and waking up and that, you know, that intuition, that's, that embodiment is really what I think is a part of what strengthens our intuition. Mm-hmm. So all these things that we talked about, but not limited to, you know, creativity is another one, you know, I know that, you know, that I talk a lot about creative, creativity and creative flow, um, creative flow is, is such an important part of being embodied. Um, because if you think about, um, create, being a creator. I mean, we are creators, right? And life is creation and we're creating all the time, Mm. but we don't want to create from a place of, you know, have tos and shoulds and and all of that. We want to create from a place of beautiful embodied flow from our bodies as women. And Mm. So I always talk about, you know, how, um, you know, I, I love to teach intuitive painting. And so how beautiful painting is to really allow you to get into that creative flow. Dancing is another beautiful way to just sort of feel your body and really start to kind of love your body. So what do you think in terms of like how do you get into your creative flow? to really honor that divine being that lives inside of you and, and really keeps you on this path <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. well i will say you've definitely inspired me in painting and i'm still very amateur but i am learning thanks to your inspiration and and seeing you always so embodied in what you're doing for me yeah it tends to be more somatic so dancing and shaking it's, and yoga mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A few years ago, I invested in a really awesome speaker with a lot of bass because that's, that's my jam. And so, uh, yeah, if you put on a good song and that bass is going, that's my favorite way to come back into my hips, especially get out of yes. my head, get out of the fears, get out of the what ifs and just shake and just move. And what an easy way also to access joy because it's oh. silly, you know, and you can look like a weirdo and you can like, who cares? You know, It's it's very inner child healing as well
0: oh my gosh. So yes. And I'm just laughing because this morning when I was getting ready and I just showered and I was listening to music and Spotify, I was just like shuffling my playlist or whatever. And all of a sudden the song comes on and, you know, I'm just getting ready and I'm, I'm naked. I'm just naked (laughs) in front of my, in front of my mirror. And all of a sudden I'm like, God, I love a song. And I'm just, I'm jamming and I'm like, I put down the makeup and I'm like, fuck this. And I'm like, I'm going to dance and I'm dancing in front of the mirror naked. And I'm looking in my eyes, looking at my body, dancing away, feeling my joy. Two years ago, I never would have done that. Like, you know, a lot of times we look in the mirror and, and we, we shame ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like this and I don't like that. Or mm-hmm. we won't even look into our own eyes and, yeah. and see ourselves, see the beauty that we are mm. as women, as divine beings. And so that's why, you know, this embodiment is so important because, I'll tell you what it did for me this morning doing that. was like, I was on fire. I got my little dance routine done. I finished (laughs) getting ready. I'm like, this is going to be a great day. Oh my God. You know, I had a fantastic morning. I I painted in my journal. I got got a pedicure. I was like, I'm like, I got this podcast with Cassandra. I'm like, this is like the best day ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I know that i guess my point is is that it's it's changed my life so much to learning to really be embodied to listen to my body to honor it to to use that intuition to really mm. tap into that intuition and oh my god
1: <laughs> i love that and see because of that you're having the best day ever right right right
0: Mm. and I yeah I just so much want women to to feel that way to feel the joy in themselves to feel the joy in their bodies and with joy tell me if you agree with joy comes more awakening Mm.
1: yeah because it's our
0: birthright you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I feel like a lot of people need to be reminded of that yeah yeah that uh, sometimes in the healing world or the spiritual work, it can all be very heavy, you know, and very like shadow work and let's dig up our traumas. And that's important too, don't get me wrong. But also having fun and being playful and honoring that inner child and just enjoying the process is just as healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like dancing naked in the mirror. <laughs> my God. I think
0: sometimes I I think about like, oh my God, if my parents see me right now, if my dad could see me right now, he'd probably be rolling his eyes. Like what the hell? (laughs) What's wrong with
1: her? (laughs) But I don't care anymore. You know, it's like, that's the best part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't care anymore. Like even if I do a, a video on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, it's like, I no longer care if I'm going to offend someone or be just I don't care if someone judges me for what I put out or doesn't Mm. get it or I just do me
1: yeah
0: and you know that's what I love about watching you know having watched your journey is I you know um every time I just get obsessed with women's spiritual journeys and watching them grow into who they are and no longer giving a shit. It just being (laughs) not giving a shit. You know what I mean? But like, totally. I got you just being who they are. Purely authentically who they are. No apologies. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that is a sign that you are on the embodiment path when you can honestly say, take it or leave it. You don't like me. That's okay. If you like me, stay around. That's totally,
0: totally. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No more vanilla. We don't need more vanilla.
0: No more vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't get vanilla ice cream. I gotta have like mint and chocolate chips and you know,
1: yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Who goes into a big epic ice cream shop and is like, not nah, just vanilla, not many people. <laughs> not
0: many. Some, not many. <laughs> yeah. uh, man i'm just I'm just loving this conversation, and I know that we could probably go on and on and on. <laughs> but um, what tips would you would you want to give to anyone who's just feeling like... I don't know, maybe something they could do to to get started or to listen to or or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for someone that's really seeking to feel embodied, or maybe they feel like they're looking to other people like, wow, I want to feel like that, or I want that presence that that person carries. Mm. Some of the starting points. Number one, I would say to tap into your womb, tap into your Mm -hmm. pelvis, of course, I have to say this because I'm, you know, the cycle person um, and listen to what your body's telling you, because if you're feeling disconnected from your purpose or your joy, or you feel like you're kind of floating through life and you don't really have that direction that your intuition should be giving you, there's probably also some physical manifestations there as well. So have you had irregular paps? What is your period like? Are you ovulating? Have you had birth trauma? You know, what is there that's asking you to bring awareness to it? Because- That might be the starting point, is learning to love and honor your cyclical nature and release this need to fit the mold or do what someone else thinks you need to do to be successful. So that's one piece. Um, And also maybe reflecting on your journey thus far, because you've had awakening moments. Everyone has had trauma. Everyone has had struggle. Everyone knows what it feels like to feel chipped away at or, or have a crack in you. Think back to those moments and acknowledge them. Acknowledge what was very painful about him and acknowledge maybe some of the healing that somehow happened there too. Maybe that was the beginning of your healing journey. And you can honor the sorrow and the grief and find awareness in what it granted you. You can do both at the same time. And then trust the process. You don't have to, where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Right? (laughs) So if you feel like someone on Instagram has it more figured out than you, they probably don't, first of all. And secondly, (laughs) That's their journey, not yours. So stay in your lane, stay committed to what you find brings you joy and connection and all will be revealed with due time. So just trust mm-hmm. it.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Release, release the judgment and and just stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. And the, the beauty of all of that, of everything that you just said, is that just, it just continues to build more awareness within ourselves. I think yeah. the more that you practice embodiment, the more awareness you start to get, the more awareness you start to receive around maybe things that you need to heal or things that you want to do or, or your path forward, just in general, you, you, you really build that, that muscle,
1: that Mm. intuitive muscle. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Love that. All right. So Cassandra, where can our listeners find you online and do you have
1: anything to offer them? I do. I'm on Instagram administration queen. So if anything cyclical or period wise was interesting to you, come give me a follow. Um, I'm also at cassandrawilder.com, and I have a free balanced period bundle to help you. If you feel like something is going on with your period or hormones and you're not sure where to start.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Cassandra. This was so much fun talking to you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please help other women who need to hear this inspiring episode by leaving a five star review on iTunes. And if you're ready to start the transition to your soul aligned work in the world, go to www.reneeshear.com and apply to work with Renee or schedule a free discovery call. Until next time, thanks for listening.